Welcome back to Inside Out Insider. Our episode three begins now. My name is Jorge, and I am the youth pastor here at Inside Out at my CBCB, and I am glad to be here with my friend Blake. What's going on, Blake? How have you been? Good, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, uh, just just excited to be on the third episode, which what seems like it just seems like these have been kind of flying by. So it's exciting to have you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So how's your day been today, Blake? Dude, today's been pretty pretty good. Um, woke up this morning, had some breakfast, went fishing, um, caught some nice fish, got to spend some time in nature, um, and then I drove over and now I'm hanging out with you, so... Cool, man. Day's pretty complete. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who likes to fish, Blake, where, where'd you go fishing today? So I went to um, the Guadalupe today um, at an undisclosed location. Of course, of course. the Guad. Yeah, you can't you can't tell anybody where you like to go fish. I can't give you my spots. Yeah, no. And, and just so we know, right, so that there's some credibility to... Uh, your secret hidden, you know, favorite fishing spots. How? What did you catch today? So I caught two fish today. Um, uh, two trout at this time of year. The um, Texas Park and Wildlife and Trout Unlimited organization stock the river with trout, and uh, I caught two today over twenty inches. I think one was twenty five inches, and the other one was about twenty seven. Um, and uh, for that river, those are pretty pretty big fish, so Ooh. I was very excited today. Man, you know, I'm still yet, like, I'm still searching for my first trout on a fly rod. Really, in general, I've never had uh, caught a trout before in the state of Texas or anywhere else. We got really close last year. We did get, <laughs> you and I did get really close. Well, Blake, I'm glad you've had a good day. Um, I'm glad you're here. My day's been, it's been good. I've been working on homework. Uh, I've been here uh, at my CBCB most of the day, just kind of doing work, working on schoolwork, uh, taking care of anything that uh, needed, you know, to be taken care of. Just kind of keeping myself busy until until right now, where we get to uh, do this podcast. So, uh, Blake, I'm going to share a little bit about you and I to to anybody listening. You got to speak uh, as a guest speaker not too long ago here at Inside Out, which is our youth group, and uh, you and I got to do this partner talk, and we're going to go into depth about uh, our talk here in just a little bit. Uh, but you and I, we've known each other for a long time. and I'm long sh- time. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end of this podcast, but you you are no stranger. You are a good friend, your mentor, um, but and uh, dare I say more importantly, you are a fishing <laughs> pal of mine. Um, but I'm excited that you're here, man. So, what we'll do, let's uh, let's jump right in. Let's recap kind of what you and I got to talk about. I'll uh, give a little backstory to uh, the story that we took a look at uh, in the Bible, and then uh, we'll just dialogue some questions. How's that sound? Let's do it, man. All righty. So, if you weren't at Inside Out uh, the week that Blake and I spoke together, uh, or if you were, we're going to give uh, a little recap of what we discussed. We talked about Noah and the Ark, right? So we're looking at the story and what our goal is during the series uh, that we're having here at Inside Out is to look at the Bible instead of a textbook where we open up the Bible, look at what the application of the story is and saying, okay, don't sin, don't do this, don't do that. Instead of looking at it in that way, we're looking at it as a story. 
we're trying to read through each of these stories uh, in the Old Testament primarily, and we're trying to see how each of these point to Jesus down the line. And so that's been our whole goal. So in Noah's Ark, uh, as a quick, quick recap, what we see is we see Noah and his family, and we see an interaction between God, Noah, and I guess essentially the world, right? Where the world is seen as just kind of this evil place by God. And God decides to make a fresh start. He's going to send in this flood to kind of wipe out everybody that is on the face of the planet. There's just, there's just nothing good there. But in the story, we see uh, one person that God calls blameless, and it's Noah. And as we're, as we're reading into this story, we see that Noah's called blameless, but he's not called sinless. He's not called perfect. He's not called any of those things. But there's a specific detail that mentions that he had a good relationship with God. And so God decides to, instead of now wipe out the entire population, to now spare Noah uh, and to give him plans for really the future of, of what the world is. And so God tells Noah, uh, and along with his family who will be accompanying him on, on, and throughout the story, uh, to build an ark to get these animals on there that God is going to send to him, uh, and then to now you know survive in this ark while he does continue to wipe out the rest of the population. We see the story happen, we see the flood subside, and then we see the first thing Noah do, which is get out of the boat and immediately worship God, which is just a a crazy thing. Towards the end of the story, we see that God uh, makes a promise to, to... to Noah through the sign of a rainbow. And it's a, it's a specific wording that really pops out to me, but it's a reminder to, to God more so than it was intended to be a reminder to us, the rainbow, to never destroy the earth again and wipe out everybody in it. But that was our, our story in the Old Testament. But I kind of want to, I want to take it a little bit deeper, Blake. What, you know, in looking at the beginning of the story, like, was there really a good reason, do you think, to wipe out the whole population? Yeah, so if we take a look at the story and just based purely on the, you know, the dialogue that we read, um, we see that the humans uh, chose to disobey God. They basically chose everything but God. Um, they, uh, they acted out in violence against each other, um, and God looked down and saw that their thoughts were completely evil. Um, and we read that that broke God's heart. Um, mm. So just looking at the story, yeah, I th- I'd say there's some really good um, reasons why God wanted to kind of wipe out humanity and start over. And so not only was there, I guess, you know, valid slash good reasons, but the whole the whole point behind wanting to do, you know, to do this thing was because of how evil, you know, the world had gotten. Yeah, it must have gotten really evil if God the creator was like, this is not good. I need to start over. It's a scary idea to be, to be honest, to think that the world could be in such a bad place that yeah. God would want to essentially just restart it. Yeah, absolutely. There was a question that was, was brought up, you know, something that we didn't really get to go into too much detail that you and I are going to get to, to do today. But the question was, do the people in the story that God wanted to wipe out, do those people sound much different than the people that we live with, you and I, today on this planet? Hmm. Well, I think that's all a matter of perspective. Um, 
I'm an optimist, so I like to see, <laughs> I like to see the, the good in people. I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and I like to see, like, I try and see the good in just about everybody. Um, but I think if I were just to sit down and take a look at everything that's going on in the world right now, um, I'm not so sure it would be too much different than, than back then. Um, I think the, uh, I mean, the, the world is just sin right now. We live in sin, um, which is, I mean, we haven't gotten to that part of the story, but there's a certain somebody that comes to take care of all that. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, there, you, you take a look at the news, Jorge, and there's like, there was a shooting down on fifth street. Oh, there was a, a murder. There was a double homicide. Uh, there was that, there was this, there was that. Um, and it's all like, it's all bad. It's um, heavy. yeah, it, it's, it's heavy stuff. And I feel like all the news and all the like things that are going on in the world are just, they're heavy and they're bad and they're evil. Um, not to say there's not good. Um, but there is a bunch of stuff that is going wrong right now. Um, so I would argue there, there isn't too much of a difference between back then and, and then now. Yeah. And, and, you know, in thinking about this question, it was, I don't know if it was, you know, part denial, you know, half of me wanting to say like, no, like there's no way that the world today was like that, you know, like there's no way. Um, but part of me also wants to believe, and part of me also just has to believe that the whole reason that God needed to put a reminder in the first place to not do this again is probably because the world was going to get to that point again to where there would be a need for a reminder. Oh, like, hey, I'm not going to do that again. Even though we're at that point again and the world may be as bad as it was back in that story, here's a reminder so that even when we get to that point, I won't do this again. Yeah. And so, I don't know. In thinking about, you know, if if it's as bad, if it's better, if it's worse, um, I don't know, to be honest. But just that one piece of information, that there was a need for a reminder, it just makes me feel like, well, if there's a need for a reminder, it's probably because the world will probably get to that point again, one yeah. way or another. Yeah. Um, so we see, I don't want to call it favoritism at all, um, because we see that, you know, there wasn't quote unquote favor, uh, favoritism rather, but there was favor with Noah, uh, due to the fact of their, you know, good relationship, God and Noah. Um, but considering Noah, considering the rest of the world, what do we think about how God feels towards humans in this story? Hmm. Well, we can take a look at the story and we can see that there was a the the big difference. I think the word that the story uses is blameless, um, and it describes Noah as blameless. Um, we uh, we listen further in the story, and it describes Noah as having a relationship with God. Um, and I think the big difference between uh, Noah and the other people is the fact that he had a relationship with God. Um, I think he spent time with him. Um, I think that he, um, it reminds me actually a lot of, of Adam and Eve. Um, God would come down in the, in the cool of the evening and, uh, and would walk with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve had a relationship with, uh, 
um, with God. Um, so I, I think that Noah had a lot of what Adam and Eve had with God. Um, and I think that's a pretty big difference between Noah and, uh, and everybody else. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting to think that, you know, for somebody to be spared from such a horrible, you know, consequence being wiped out along with everybody around you, it wasn't like you had to be, you know, X, Y, or Z, you had to be this good, this great, you had to be, you know, this requirement, you had to be this amazing. All you had was a Noah who had a good relationship with God. And because of that, that counted him as blameless. Something that essentially I think anybody could do, like in today's world. For sure, yeah. But yet, like, it still seems like, even though that might be the only requirement, if you want to call it, having a good relationship with God, it still seems like that's, that's sometimes too much, you know, for, for all of us to do, to just <laughs> have a good relationship with God. Because yet we still see all these things on the news, like you said. I guess it's I guess it's almost like an easier said than done type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but, for sure. But like with any relationship, you know, it takes takes effort, takes work, takes time. We see Noah come off the ark and the first thing he does is create a place so that he can worship. It was something that to Noah was very important that you know, he he made time for it and he intentionally worked towards this relationship that he had with God. Much like, you know, you and I being friends. You know, you and I, we have to create time for us to go fishing and hang out and talk and get lunch. It's not just, uh, you know, I'll see you next year and we'll probably just pick up where we left off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about it, I think all that time that Noah spent on that boat, I'm sure he was happy to get off of it. And he's probably like kissing the ground and saying like, thank you, God, that <laughs> there's no more water. Honestly. <laughs> well, Blake, if we could wrap this up and put a bow on it. Right, this entire talk about you know the goods, the bads. Um, how do we see this story point to Jesus down the line? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, in this story, we see the world is sin, people are evil, and God's like, "This is bad. I've got to start over." But this one guy, Noah, um, he's good. So he decides to save Noah and his family, um, and he rebuilds out of Noah. Um, And the reason he rebuilds out of Noah is because he was blameless and he had a relationship with him. Um, I think this is just a a nice illustration of, uh, of Jesus. Like, we live in a world that is broken. We live in sin. Um, God sends his son, Jesus, um, to die for us, to, to conquer sin. Um, and we then rebuild from that. Mm. Um, we now, we were, we were lost and now we were found. Um, we were broken. Now we're made whole in Jesus. Um, and, uh, we can now rebuild a, a new life following Jesus. Um, it talks about like, a. Um, whenever you accept Jesus as almost like a rebirth, mm. um, like you are now, you were dead and now you, now you live. Um, so I think, I, I think it, this whole story, um, as we'll see as, as y'all continue the story, it always points back to Jesus. Mm. Man, dude, I love that. 
Well, Blake, I want to thank you for, for being on this podcast today. Um, and before we get off, you know, uh, and end this podcast, I want to see if you could share one piece of interesting information about you uh, that the average l- listener, excuse me, would not know uh, about you in, in 10 seconds or so. It's something that, you know, just somebody wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, so somebody who doesn't know me, um, would probably be interested to know that I have a very sensitive nose oh. and I appreciate really good smells. That's great. Yeah. So the cologne I have right now is actually Jorge's cologne <laughs> because I smelled, I smelt it on him once and I was like, oh, that smells good. So then I had to go get it. Well, I appreciate that, man. And, I, and we, we try as best as we can to appreciate each other's colognes. I, anytime I see you, I'm like, oh, you, you got the good cologne on. Yeah, you got it on, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> well, uh, guys, what we're going to do is, if you've listened this far, I'm going to have the first two people that DMs us with this, this piece of information right here. And it is, Blake has a sensitive nose. The first two people that DMs us with that will be gifted free merch at Inside Out. So if you listen this far, make sure you DM us that information that Blake has a sensitive nose. Um, if you're the first of the two uh, people, right? If you're the first two people, you will get free merch and you can DM us at Inside Out CBCB. You can follow us uh, on Instagram. Uh, and then if you're wondering how you can get to Inside Out, our youth group, we have middle school on Sunday at 1115. And we have high school on Wednesdays from 7 to 830 p.m. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Blake, thank you so much for being here. Dude, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we will see you guys next time. See ya. See ya. I asked my child.